If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Co-host is back after some some uh, delays and un- unfortunate uh, mishaps uh, in our personal lives. We're back on the same night for once. Uh, we have two stories. One is dealing with Scarlet and Violet, how they're getting rid of two key components that were available uh, essentially from every game right up until red and green and blue back in the day. Uh, and then the second article is actually about Digimon. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to speak about Digimon today. Uh, but more importantly, the Digimon TCG. And more specifically, uh, 10 cards that you should probably really get for a deck if you wanted to build a Digimon TCG deck. And they're pretty cheap. So that's a bonus. Uh, first, we jump into the first story here. So multiple sources have confirmed that Gen 9 breaks two major traditions uh, when it comes to tall grass and trainer battles. So basically, there will be no more tall grass. Um, you know, encountering Pokemon through those tall grass. Me personally, I hated it. You know, trying to get from one section of the map to the next, and you can't walk two inches without triggering 60,000 different Pokemon. And it's always the same Pokemon. Usually in the beginning of the game, it's usually always a, a stupid Pidgey. Uh, but apparently, they're going to get rid of that. Uh, now it will be more so based on. I guess Diamond and Pearl, or Brilliant Diamond and Pearl, um, where you can kind of see the Pokemon in the map, or out in the, in the world, kind of like uh, Arceus. Um, so, in Arceus, they gave or they took away the, the Tall Grass Wild Encounter. They still had Tall Grass, but you could use that Tall Grass to sneak up on Pokemon. Now, whether they're going to do that in this game, or just completely just Someone's going to go through the game with a lawnmower and chop the grass down. I have no idea. Um, you know, we'll find out in what, about a week or so when uh, mm-hmm. when the two games come out. But also, and I, again, one of the biggest freaking headaches of trying to get from point A to point B on, this, on these maps is the eyesight of the AI trainers. Constantly having to duck around them if you really don't want to battle against them and you just want to get from point A to point B. But, of course, at the last second, they freaking turn around. Boom. Now you gotta do a stupid Pokemon battle. Nine times out of ten, it's it's a one-hit KO. And it's just a waste of your time. Other times, yeah, sure, it's a little, little harder. Maybe a Pokemon gets knocked out. Now you gotta go 
back to the Pokemon Center, heal them up, or use your valuable items to heal them up, uh, they're going to get rid of that. Now, instead, they're going to have the AI Pokemon trainers just kind of spread out across the world, but with little icons above their head saying, hey, I'm here for a battle. If you want to come battle me, you got to come talk to me. So the fact that you could literally just, I'm assuming, walk right past these Pokemon trainers, and they don't give a flying garbage unless you actually engage with them. That's, I, I personally think that's really cool, especially for the fact that we're coming into a open world Pokemon game, whereas all the other games were open sections, not necessarily open world, but sections were open to be explored. Um, but what, what do you think, bud? I would just hope that off of the, uh, the two or three podcasts we did ago, when we talked about the Arceus game, I, I hope that they do, um, make the game just a little more lively. You know what I mean? Like actually give the Pokemon a little more depth to where they live and everything. Give them just a little bit more character and, you know, like, you know, referring back to that other article, it just seemed, it was very bland. And this is an opportunity, I hope, for them to turn it around and make it something not bland and actually give a spin on the Pokemon series and games. Um, I never really had played any of the new ones, XY. Um, the older ones that I played were the last ones I vividly remember playing were Diamond and Pearl on the DS and Emerald, uh, Ruby, and Sapphire. And with those ones, you know, it's very grindy, very, this is where you go. You follow the trainers. Of course, sometimes you get confused, but it's pretty simplistic to just go around talking to people and being able to figure out what to do. So with this, hopefully they can add a little pizzazz in a different way in a spin and you know have other challenges and more different kinds of puzzles and stuff because again that was an issue in arceus there were really no puzzles it was you go out collect all the pokemon and that's it along with battling and other side main quests but it just seemed like it it was too much uh for even you know my baby brother getting him the newer version of diamond and pearl for him, it's still very confusing to even start the game over and try to figure everything out on his own. He just can't grasp that concept yet. Yeah, exactly. So it would, it would be nice for them to be able to make it a little more simplistic in some ways, but you know, still have a little bit of a challenge so your Pokemon are ready for gyms or you're not struggling and falling behind in the game. But, and I think that's what I, th I think they're trying to go that route. With the fact that you can pick and choose when you want to choose, or pick and choose when you want to battle the AI trainers. So if you don't think you're ready, you can skip it. Now, if you skip too many, is that going to really screw up your game? That's the big question, you know? Um, who knows? Maybe because you skipped that hiker, maybe you don't get TM dig or something. I mean, you never know. Um, right. So it, completely, yeah, damn. yeah. They they could do it in a way where you have to battle these trainers uh, in order to progress in a way that makes it obtainable to progress further. Now, uh, obviously, because it's an open world, I'm assuming. I, I mean, a shot in the dark. I'm assuming they won't need things like 
potentially, you know, rock smash and all this stuff because we, we have Pokemon now or the legendary Pokemon who can freaking run, swim, and fly. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I mean, oh, I've seen dumber games where this giant monster that you're riding can't hop over a little pebble without smashing it. But, you know, let's see what happens with Pokemon. Pokemon has their way of kind of raping us when we least expect it. So, <laughs> so but I mean, um, who knows? I, this could be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't think I'm going to buy the game right off the bat. I might buy it in a few months. Just, you know, wait till gameplay starts to really come out. More, more of the mechanics start to come out, like confirmed mechanics. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to spend $80 Canadian on a game only for me to turn around and go, wait a minute, this is like a glorified version of Arceus and I don't, I don't play Arceus or didn't want to play Arceus because it seemed kind of lame. I mean, yeah, okay, you can hate me for saying that, but, you know, my opinion is my opinion. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd like to see some gameplay, some real actual gameplay from streamers and this and that. Before I spend the just shy of a hundred dollars after tax for for a Pokemon game, um, because for the for the same price, I can basically go back and just play Brilliant Diamond. Exactly. No, I completely agree with that, and that's you know why I I got a Nintendo Switch, got the newer Diamond and Pearl because I looked into the games. I already had a few other games I wanted to play on the Switch, but. Pokemon was one of the main ones just to see how it's changed since Diamond and Pearl back on Gen 1 2 DSs. Oh, heck yeah. And it still gave me a sense of nostalgia as well as accomplishment. You know, with the shared XP, it yes. makes the game a lot easier, which I didn't really like super much. I feel like they, you know, could have tweaked that a little bit better so it wasn't so overpowered. And, you know, being able to dig and go into the different uh, caverns that have the different terrains and being able to catch all the starter Pokemon, all the... I mean, that game to me was very well done, thought out, and just what they needed to make. Yeah. And then I did the exact same thing with Arceus. You know, I waited. The game came out. Didn't hear anything good about it. Didn't hear anything about (laughs) it after a couple weeks. So I realized, oh, I guess it's not a good game. I'll just give this to my baby brother so he can start the Pokemon game series because he's about the age when I started as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's different techniques. I mean, uh, for you know, going back on that experience here. I mean, uh, my biggest thing with experience here, I I personally liked it um, because I wanted a Gyarados. I personally wanted the Gyarados. Uh, you know, have you tried to battle with the Magikarp? It is freaking useless. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to have Magikarp sitting at the number six spot and let the other five Pokemon just pound away and let Magikarp sit there and just level up, I was perfectly happy with that. The millisecond that that little stupid fish evolved into Gyarados, he went right up to level one or uh, section one there. and He was fighting the battles instead. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the only time where I see experience share beneficial. That and like Kakuna or uh, and stuff like that. You know, where 
you're in and Metapod were yeah, you Pokemon. Yeah. You know, they're they're very defensive Pokemon, but they ridiculously suck for offense. You know, I, I think I think uh Kikuna might have slingshot or string shot, but that's about it. Like and and harden. They have harden and string shot, maybe tackle. They suck. It's it's decent to have uh, experience here, so you can just kind of keep them in the background and and let them level up past that stupid mediocre middle spot, you know. Right. And uh, secondly, we're going into Digimon to TCG or the the ten best staples of a of a deck. If you wanted to build a deck, I mean, I don't personally know anyone who plays Digimon TCG. I personally own Digimon cards from back in the day. Uh, I know I sound old. Um, I don't own any newer ones. Quite frankly, after the older version, I I lost it. I I, I mean I I don't understand Digimon cards when it comes to the newer stuff, like all the fusion stuff and all that. Um, you know, back when we were kids, it was very straightforward. Well, regardless of the fact that it was straightforward, apparently I still didn't know how to play the game, and I still don't know how to play the game. Um, but it's a very young, fairly young game, uh, much much younger than Pokemon. Um, although a lot of the most prominent staple cards are from older sets, which is great, you know they're from our generation. Uh, it is still relatively easy to obtain a lot of these power cards, unlike other card games such as Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic. Even Pokemon. I mean, uh, well, I, I don't think you're ever going to use a a vent God quote unquote vintage Pokemon card in a standard deck. Actually, I don't even think you can. I think it's illegal now. Um, but I mean, yikes! I I, I remember actually uh, when I was using the 2016 decks uh, for a in home tournament with my daughter. Uh, some of these cards, I mean. Well, they're all ridiculously weak, but they're kind of beneficial, and I can see why you wouldn't be allowed to use them now, because it's a lot of, I'm going to hit you relatively hard, and then back the heck out of there, and you can't touch me kind of thing. Uh, it makes it pretty unfair. Um, but we start off with number 10, called Ice Wall. Uh, there's a reason why this card is limited to one in the Digimon TCG. Ice Wall is, hands down, the most oppressive card in the game. It slows down your opponent by giving their Digimon an effect that reads, when attacking, lose two memory, until the end of their turn. This effect, paired with its low cost of one memory, uh, which blue decks can usually gain back with ease, gives players the option to choke their opponent out of memory by forcing them to either attack or pass turn due to the memory gain or to set up for their next turn. A cold yet effective maneuver for those in a pinch. Um, I I don't remember ever seeing that card <laughs> growing up, but when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, it sounds like a really interesting card, though. Number nine is Hammer Spark. Uh, just because the effect, it, just because of the effect, is simple. It does not mean it's not good. Gaining one memory for the most basic and effort or effect can be in Digimon TCG and Hammer Spark. Lets the player do it for free. It's almost never a dead card in hand since it can be used to essentially play a card for a cheaper cost and extend plays. Or it can be used to choke your opponent out of memory if they do not have a memory fixer tamer set up. It also doubles as a security bomb since when checking, checked in security, its effect becomes a gain to memory effect, slowing down the opponent or even at times passing the turn completely. Uh, number eight is Hoytus Breath. <laughs> I think I butchered that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Oh my god, I am dying. <laughs> so, uh, blue is probably Brandi's favorite color because of the way they keep giving blue all the power cards, such as the many armor form cards available in the game. Uh, Cactus, Cactus Breath? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's the most powerful removed removal card. Uh, it doesn't d- delete a Digimon like Gaia Force. Instead, it returns a Digimon to the player's hand. Doing so dodges any on-detection effects while still trashing all the Digi Evolution cards in its sources. It does cost 7 memory to play, like all other hand removal options in the game, but its versatility to be used in decks that can be a splash in a blue engine makes it high cost and incredible payoff. Number 7 is BT1TK Takayashi. I'm surprised I didn't butcher that name. (laughs) (laughs) Memory fixture teamers are some of the most important cards to include in any deck, but when playing yellow, the most important thing in the deck is playing cards that allow the player to stall the opponent's recovery. There are plenty of cards that can give the deck the recovery it needs, but TK not only sets the player at 3 memory every turn, it also lets the player look at their security stack and grab a card out of it. And if it is a yellow, the player gets to recover. Knowledge of what it is Knowledge of what is in the security stack is too valuable and can alter your strategy if you know your opponent will be attacking in the following turn. Uh, Number six is Memory Boost. Memory Boost cards are single-handed and most versatile cards in the game. Cards that search for other ones within the deck are very important to the game, but the generic cards that just search for any color Digimon are sometimes harder than searching for the card with a specific trait or prefix in its name. There are other kinds of boosts as well that do different things within all the many archetypes, such as trashing from the deck or even stripping sources from the Digimon to play. The card also has a secondary effect known as delay, which allows the player to send the card to the trash to turn after it is played and gain two memory by doing so. That two extra memory can come in handy when climbing up to powerful Digi-Evolution in a single turn. Uh, Did you want to do the next five? I can do that. Sure. Well, I quietly die over here. 
Ah, yeah, I was drinking some tea too. Ah. Okay, so this one is Calling from the Darkness. Five out of ten. Uh, purple decks are the most at home when they are constantly trashing cards from their own hand or deck. But what happens when the player is forced to trash a piece of their many powerful loops and combos? That's when Calling from the Darkness comes in. Uh, the card allows the player to delete one of their Digimon, then return up to two Digimon cards from the trash. This effect can be very, is very powerful to delete your Digimon with any on-deletion effects, but what makes it even stronger is actually how Digimon TGC works. Since the card doesn't read if you do, after the delete one of your Digimon, it makes the deletion effect technically optional. That means that you can activate this card without having any Digimon in play, free two cards in hand. That one, uh, I do think, is a little overpowered. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like there's many other cards that give you the option to just get two free cards. So that's one I definitely feel should be um, out for competition, at least, you know? Yeah, I don't think... I mean, it it could be potentially banned for, like, full-on tournaments, but I'm not sure about, like, small house tournaments, though. Right. So then, number four out of ten is BT1, I, and I apologize, but I do think it at. Kaya, <laughs> Kaim... Yeah, I can't even say that camera, last one. Camera Matt? Camaraya? <laughs> I'm just as bad. I'm illiterate, yes. I cannot pronounce. I have not good pronunciation or grammar, obviously, but... Yeah. <laughs> this one, uh, like in most card games that have color uh, archetypes, red is the deck to go if you want to play aggressively. Uh, it is a staple for every red deck. It reads all of your red Digimon with five or more Divilutions uh, cards get security attack plus one. Most of the decks in red allow you to build up those extra security attacks quickly, but it gives the player that last check to really complete with all the other one-turn kill decks running amok in the format. Then number three out of ten, Memory Blocker Rookies. Um, memory is the most important resource in the game. There are plenty of card effects that give the players memory, either by attacking, having a Digimon of a specific color, or even Digilution. These effects come from all types of cards. That's why cards like uh, Mo... Oh, man. Uh, I tried to say that one earlier, too. I looked it up how to say that. Moki... Modokai Betamon, I think? Modokai Betamon, yeah. BT3... Gizmon and BT3 Terramon are uh, in terror. Yeah. Sorry, my phone is cracked. I was like, I cannot read that. Slowing <laughs> uh, down your opponent's momentum. Uh, these cards block any memory gain uh, besides gain from tamer effects as long as they are in the battle area, especially with an OTK meta in BT9 where decks like Alphamon make one big stack that can gain tons of memory from a single Digimon. And then number 2 out of 10, Death Exmon. There are very few cards in Digimon TGC that feel incredibly oppressive when they hit the board. Cards like 
Susamon and Ordainmon are difficult to play around, but playing them requires a bit of setup, a good chunk of memory to boot, and they are self-contained with their own, w- within their archetypes. Deathixmon is a different story. This card is a generic black and purple card that can be splashed into almost every deck as a tech card for certain matchups. Not only does it punish players for going wide on their boards and playing itself <clears throat> excuse me, for a very low cost of memory, but it continues the pressure by deleting the opponent's lowest cost Digimon at the end of the turn. And then number one, Kongu. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, Congo or something. I think that you yeah. may, may be silent. Um, all cards in Digimon are very strong since there aren't as many OTK decks as in other card games such as Yu-Gi-Oh! Plus the way the security works means that you have to constantly be aware that when attacking you could hit something deadly such as Chaos. Um... Uh. The graduation. <laughs> it is one of the those very powerful options that can give you one more turn to set up your plays. Not only does it freeze any of the opponent's Digimon who play costs are seven or less, but it also prevents the opponent from adding cards to uh, security stacks. That means the opponent can't recover. And it negates chaos degradation if activated, even in secure. That seems like another overpowered card, eh? Like, eh, I think that's a good one for this list being number one too. Yeah. Being able to literally freeze for a full turn and being able to do basically whatever you need to do. Oh yeah. But if we were in that situation, we might would you know we'd I'd probably want to use it if I had the card, but yeah, I think. Ever, like we said earlier, you know, I've never played. I played one of the old, old games a long time ago, but I mean, that's a faint memory. And yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think at one point my kids were interested in Digimon, like the actual TCG. So who knows? I mean, I'm sure you can get decks for relatively cheap, just like you can get the battle decks for Pokemon relatively cheap. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I might just do that and just pick up a. a a deck or whatever, or a couple decks, and you know if they're cheap enough, I'm sure my daughter will would love to to play it. Uh, I know occasionally she wants to play like the old old Yu Gi Oh, the very standard edition of it. Um, and we we occasionally do that, but I mean the original Yu Gi Oh is the best. I don't like well, oh, yeah. for, up to like Synchro Summons. Yeah, I think that's where it got to its point and. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I miss the days of being very basic. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. now it's like, you know, it's your opponent's turn, and then 60 minutes later, it's finally your turn, and you're already dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what it's happened, but okay, cool. you know, I guess cards every single time, and it's like, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I miss the good old days where it's like, okay, you know what? Monster down, monster down. You either attack or defend. Boom. Very, very straightforward. Almost idiot proof. Now it's like you need a freaking degree in oh. in in anything to to be able to play these games. Um, although I had an spellcaster deck and with a few different dragons for montage dragon, and 
the best game I ever had was I got montage on the first play, destroyed my friend's uh, uh, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, used Monster Reborn to give it, but and then I was about to take his Blue Eyes, but he just quit the game, and I was like, I could win. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, don't hurt me. <laughs> Playing, that's only half your life points. <laughs> like, no. Shut up, put a band-aid on and get back in the game. <laughs> I was used to winning. I mean, I never... I had good plays, of course, but he was very strategic with his with his whole deck. And he had a very short, I think, 40 cards, maybe. Oh, and I always big, thick deck, so... <laughs> nice. Uh, now, mm-hmm. normally we do a R slash Pokemon segment, uh, but you know, as, as you could probably hear in our voices, we are not feeling good today. Uh, you know, my co-host here is is chucking tea, and I've I've down an entire bottle of ginger ale. <laughs> normally, I don't do that during a, a half hour podcast. <laughs> so. And my green tea because it's my throat's killing me. Yeah, my my throat is is completely shot. I, I'm probably running hotter than freaking magma right now, and my body hurts. I want to I want to go to bed. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna cut this one. I, I would say we're gonna cut this one short, but I mean half hours our normal runtime normally anyway. Uh, so we're gonna cut this one today. Um, Next week, hopefully, we're we're both feeling better. We can do some R slash Pokemon because I've I've seen some very interesting posts over the last few days uh, that I would love to talk about because some of these are just completely WTF. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, thank you everyone for downloading, for listening, for supporting us. I mean, you guys mean all the best, except for people in Belgium, Brussels, somebody, somebody. You're gonna get found. Yeah, you're gonna get found. <laughs> we uh, we might discuss that on the podcast at some point. Um, but I'm currently waiting on some investigations through my podcast platform, Acast, who is a fabulous company to work with. Uh, they're currently investigating what actually happened last week with uh, a couple days where I had substantial downloads, uh, where I got really really excited, and I may not be so excited anymore. We'll discuss that at a later time once all the information is back. With that being said, take care. Have a good night. We'll talk to you guys later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.